Rachel. Thanks. I think I think we need a jingle. Does someone want to write a jingle <gasps> for us? Or just some oh, music? Yeah, the jingle doesn't get No. Okay. Jingle is definitely not part of an MVP. So we're in the MVP. But if anyone would like to write us a jingle, we would absolutely mm-hmm. love that. All 17 of you who listened last week. But definitely, Thanks. like, keep the questions coming. That's even more important to us. Uh, so good. They were awesome. Mm-hmm. It's also so, you know, we have collected questions from clients or whatever, but, like, real-time work questions, people's real-time work questions are so fun to do. I have to be and honest with you. Go. You. Go. <laughs> I was, was going to say, and, you know, not for nothing, we're both fairly expensive, so getting... Getting this kind of free advice, it's pretty good. What Congrats a deal. You. <laughs> I have to say, I'm so much more excited to answer real questions from real people than I am to just sort of pontificate on things that I think are important. Agreed. So, I'm going to be way more interesting doing that too. Let's, well, yeah. Okay. All right. So, so let's, let's set we low expectations, Grace. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Okay. Read us. Read the question. Dear Grace and Rachel. I am someone with a team mindset. I like to share both the success and also the accountability when there's a failure. However, I'm a high performer and I don't really feel like that's necessarily being noticed. How can I promote myself? Ooh, how interesting. Is that a great one? That's a great one. Can I give you a little context and I want you to run with this? So Mm -hmm. this person, so we're not obviously sharing names, but this person and I worked together many years ago. Mm-hmm. And we were very young and we were on a larger team and, but he and I had sort of like a pressured role and we really had to rely on each other. Mm-hmm. And so the context I want to give is that this is a very competent person. Yeah. Extremely outgoing, extremely uh-huh. smart. Um, I'm a little surprised at the question actually, oh. um, which I think just makes it seem like it, it makes it clear that this is a problem that everyone has, mm. but he is truly a team player Mm. and when i really had to rely on him i really could rely on him yeah um but it's that doesn't come at any cost of competence he's extremely competent um so just wanted to set that up yeah thank you they sound like a humble high achiever right which is actually there is there's a lot of these people right who are um, achievers because I talk about this a lot in my work, right? Like I've worked with a lot of people through burnout and a lot of times we set ourselves up for that because we have what I like to refer to as the hungry ghost of doing, right? It's a, mm-hmm. it's a Buddhist philosophy of like never being able to do enough to feel enough or to feel like you have accomplished or achieved or obtained enough, right? And so I could, again, pontificate about like the self-worth tie-ins and all that. It doesn't really matter. It's a personality type that I suspect I'm familiar with. And um, I want to really give credit to the person for being, um, they sound like what I would call a servant leader, right? Do you ever use that terminology? I don't use it, but I'm familiar. I have people in the past who I've worked with who identify with it. And it's a really beautiful style of leadership. I believe this person also mentioned in their question, leading projects, right? But they've Yes. Yeah. The context they gave was that they're, they're sort of leading projects and doing the lion's share of the work, but then really just acknowledging everyone else. Yeah. Right on. Okay, cool. So I understand that. And the question was also, how do I self-promote when it's not being noticed, which is obviously important because I think there's also something about 
it's a promotion year and right. That was part of the question too. Oh my gosh, you're giving so much extra context that is helpful that I, (laughs) that I just filtered out. You're going to write, I think you're going to write the questions next time because that's helpful. (laughs) I just looked at it and presents myself to it and details are important, right? Because who's responsible for your career growth and promotion? Oh, you are right. This person knows that. And so they're wondering how they can self promote when it feels potentially kind of icky to them and definitely not natural. Um, So like first things first, there are two things I'd really like this person to consider. The first is context, right? There are certain contexts in which it's brilliant um, to be um, a servant leader. I'll use that terminology or to just give the team credit as a whole, right? Like for example, say you're at an all hands meeting and you're speaking to many people who haven't touched the project or collaborated with you directly. It's not even relevant to most of the people in the room to know who did what on the project. And it's also nice to present a united front as a team, right? Although- I would posit that a lot of times leaders who are presenting work for their team as a group or saying, hey, the team did an amazing job, have probably called out and named specific individuals for specific things that were exceptional, right? To give credit where it's due. It's a nice thing to do. And so I would say that also extends and applies to you, question asker. But I get how it's hard. There are other contexts where there's no point in being general. There's no point in saying the team did this. And I'm talking specifically about contexts where you're in a conversation with your manager or the person who actually has the sway and the ability to advocate for you in the company and help to allocate more resources in the direction of your salary, right? Or you going up on the, on the ladder. So that is a place where actually I would argue that it's part of your job to represent what you are doing and to represent it well, because that Mm. person is busy. They're swamped. Everyone's swamped, just like you are. And unless they're like really paying attention, unless they're like kind of obsessed with you, they're probably not able to track everything that you're doing. And so the second thing I'd like you to think about is how you could reframe this from being self-promotion to simply a reportage of fact. It Mm. can actually be a very neutral thing that you are doing, right? Mm. Think about when you actually break down the work within your team. You don't sit at a meeting with the project group and say, well, we need to accomplish X, Y, Z. See y'all next week. Let's get it done. We're a unit. (laughs) You break it down and allocate the work and you know, there might be some emotion about it, but it's a fairly unemotional experience. It's just like, Steven did this, Michaela did that, I did this. It's factual. When you talk to your manager or the person who has influence over your career and your position in the company, it's a reportage of fact, and it's important for them to have the facts so that they can do their job as a leader to support their team, just like you are doing with your team, right? Mm, That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I'm going to pop. I have I one more great. thing I want to call out, but if you have any reaction to that, I'm going to leave you some room. Um, I think I'm going to let you call out your one thing. I have something to add in addition to sort of the reporting to manager. Okay. Awesome. So the last thing I want to say is that I have observed that people who sort of lead from this position of um, servant leader, right? The humility and the putting the team first and really working to support the team. Can you hear me? I feel like I went like robotic. You just went silent for a second. Will you start that question one more time? Yeah. So um, the last thing I want to add here is just that I have observed that people who sort of lead from this position of servant leader, a lot of humility, putting the team first and giving them a lot of credit. Again, it's a beautiful thing and it really does help to um, create um, 
a sense of pride in your team. These people can also lean nice, right? Sometimes I observe that these people are actually really in their comfort zones with that type of leadership because they are the type of person who doesn't love conflict, who maybe doesn't ruffle feathers, who doesn't always speak their mind because being nice is actually a strategy of their personality to be liked and therefore to get ahead. But as long as you are remaining in your comfort zone and being nice and taking this position, you're, you're really missing out on an important growth edge. So yeah. let me speak to the part of you that likes a challenge and just call out the fact that by being a servant leader and by being humble and giving all credit to the team all the time, you're in your comfort zone. And as a leader, you got to step out of that. You're missing a big opportunity for growth. Ooh, this is hot. <laughs> this is spicy. I like that. <laughs> if you like to be challenged, do high achievers often do like a challenge so maybe this this will call something forward in that person oh my god well i want to i want to rebound off of that because the note i have here is i love this question so much because i was this question i was asking mm. this question i definitely was someone who thought by being nice and being likable i would get ahead in that way yeah. and i think for me the way that played out was um, and I landed in HR, which is, you know, one of the things that led to me starting, you know, my own business here, but I landed in HR and I saw that all the other people who I perceived these leaders as like nice and likable, their salaries were huge, huge compared to mine. And so what immediately became clear to me was that they were doing something different behind the scenes that I was missing. So it wasn't that they were nice and likable. Well, they were nice and likable, but... I thought I didn't it wasn't understand enough. that there was, yeah, that there was another element to that. Mm -hmm. So they were nice and likable and gave the team credit, but they were fucking ruthless, you know, mm -hmm. behind the behind the door with their own manager, you know, about negotiating their own stuff. Yeah. And I think what happens is we we conflate when people respect you as a person because when you're a team player and you're great with everyone and you like all of this kind of stuff, people really do like you and they really do respect you as a person. What, what doesn't come automatically with that is them respecting your work and respecting mm -hmm. your ability to do mm -hmm. your work really well. Yep. And I think we forget that that has to be a part of it. So what you're saying is the piece that you're talking about where you know, challenge yourself and go outside of your comfort zone and promote is so important. And so one of the things that, that comes to me in terms of like a practical way to think about this, um, I have seen someone do this incredibly well and he did it. It was like a show and not tell. So he didn't get up there and say, I'm so good at this. Like I've got the pulse on the market, whatever. He would come in every week and have, oh, here's an article that relates to us. Oh, hey, did you see this thing? Oh, hey, um, Grace, I saw that you did this. This is a really cool podcast that goes with yes. that. It was so subtle and it was of a genuine generosity of spirit. What it did was made him seem like the smartest fucking man in the room. That is brilliant brand positioning. Yeah. Right? He knew the impression that he wanted to create or he knew the contribution he wanted to make to the team. And he did it by doing rather than telling. I love that example. And isn't that what, you know, I think people who are really good at their careers 
yes. are really good at branding themselves. Yes. It's like they're really yeah. good at branding themselves. And they also don't necessarily, um, you know, we've had other conversations about people coming in and just saying, hey, like, I need this. I need a higher salary for whatever personal reason, right? <laughs> they don't think in those terms. They think about the value that they're adding and they go out and actively create more of it. Um, and for this particular person, if they feel like that value is not being seen, right? Like maybe they're in a sort of chaotic company or they have a very distant manager, that, that just makes it even more important that you take it a little bit more overt, Right. So this beautiful like positioning piece of showing um, who you are and bringing value as a leader is amazing and is going to totally garner respect from everyone around you. Just that sometimes you do need to take it that extra level and be explicit when it comes, especially to the person, again, who has some sway over where you go in the company. So can we go really tactical on that for, say, say this a group project example. So say, Rachel, you're running the group project. You and me and someone else are doing it. We're talking about it in a team meeting. We've just finished it. And truly, the thing that knocked it out of the park was your original idea. Mm. We all contributed, but you were running it. It was mm -hmm. like 60% you. Mm -hmm. We're both more junior than you, the mm -hmm. other people. So, okay, so set that up. Can you talk about how you might phrase that given mm -hmm. all of that and given wanting to really promote yourself in a, mm -hmm. in a way that, that put, makes, I'm going to rephrase that given that you want to show how exceptional your work is for yeah. your brand. Yeah. Right on. So here's the thing too. I don't think it has to be super, when I say to make it explicit, I think, um, there's a couple different ways of doing that, right? So, so one thing I love that you asked this question because something that's coming from mind to mind for me is that I always strive to create um, a relationship and an ongoing conversation with whoever again was responsible <laughs> for my promotion and my success with the company. Hopefully, this person has one-on-ones or at least an ongoing dialogue with that person. Um, I'm always letting them know what's happening with the team and. You know, in that case, you don't actually have to say, I had this great idea, right? And I want you to know that I had this idea. And just so you know, the team's running with the idea, <laughs> right? It, it could just be more like, hey, I was thinking about this, right? And it's sort of casual positioning of like, here's an idea that I had and I, I think we might run with. Like, do you have any thoughts, right? And I, I don't know. I don't want to hypothesize like what the relationship is like. But for me, it would be a really casual thing where I just share an idea that I have not to boast, not to say, please know that I had an idea, but to bring them in on it and just have them in conversation. And that alone could build awareness for the work that you're doing. I like that framing. And do you think there's value? How would you think about that on a wider team level? If that's part of the ask. There, I don't so think it's, it's not so necessary, right? Okay. Like it's, I think they all know, right? They all know what happened. And we could go and get nitty gritty about all the different team dynamics that could exist. You could have the colleague who's envious of you and who is subtly undermining you, but you're not sure if they're undermining you. And so you don't know how to play it. Right. Like there's so many things that could go on within the team, but actually I don't think that the credit matters so much within the team. They are there and they know. Right. Mm. And again, through that like show, don't tell thing, if you're the person who's constantly bringing new ideas and initiatives to the team, they, they know that you're the ideas person. They know that that's part of the value that you add and they probably yeah. respect you for it. Yeah. What, what, what would okay. be your play? It's different too in promotion conversations, right? In career growth conversations, that's the time to really name your track record and your wins. But tell me what your play would be. I think it's similar. Like I would, I would frame it. Um, 
I, yeah, I don't have anything different to add to the way that, that you did that play, except to say, God, I so empathize with this. And mm -hmm. I think it's, it's a really universal challenge. Um, mm -hmm. particularly if people care about being like nice and generous at work. Did you find it difficult to get the attention of your like superiors, so to speak? I didn't find it difficult. I found I had attention and I had a lot of swing. I had mm. a lot of um, influence. I bet this person does too. <sighs> to me, but that didn't translate. It didn't translate to my salary. No. It didn't translate to my path, mm -hmm. my career path. Mm -hmm. It didn't translate to sort of as my peers progressed. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, it didn't, I was missing that piece of understanding how, how fervently I would have to advocate for myself. Yeah. Like I couldn't let just being nice and being the person everyone liked to work with, mm -hmm. whatever some people like to work with. I couldn't let that just, just carry me. Yeah. Right on. So I guess like, as I'm thinking about it now, there's like, there's a few levels. There's just the sort of casual socializing your ideas and what you're thinking and what you're doing particularly with the person, again, who is going to have influence over your career. Then there's like the more intentional and more explicit sharing where, for example, you see an opportunity in the company or you might want to launch a whole new project or something that you need a little bit more buy-in for. You need to be a little bit more proactive about. That's a place where you go and explicitly have a conversation about that and why you want it. And then finally, there's the place where you're actually having discussions about your wins and your growth for the year and you're teeing up for promotion. That's the place to be the absolute most explicit about what you have done. Again, it's just, it's fact, right? Yeah. Do you, do you advocate for people taking um, ownership of that in any specific way? You mean their track record, their wins? Mm hmm. hmm. No, I don't. I think it kind of depends on the person's personal communication style, right? I could give you a template for our conversation right now, and it would probably sound pretty corny and fake if it wasn't, you know, true to who you are. Yeah. But, like, I want to just guide people back to the idea of it being factual. And I definitely always, this is almost the same way you would write a resume, like, really action-oriented and focused on the win. And how do you know something was a win? Hopefully it was measurable. Not always, especially yeah. when you're in a leadership position, right? You can just see like we worked out this tough dynamic as a team and we really started to improve the way we work together. That really matters, um, but it's a win. And so you, so you lead with the win and you also are really clear about the action that you took. I guess that's yeah. my, my tip. Yeah, that's helpful. That's yeah. helpful. I think, I think what, what bubbles up here is the same theme we had last week, which is a lot of this work tension comes just between a gap in, in someone's understanding. Like my understanding of reality is different from your understanding. And I don't know how wide that gap is until we talk about it. Did we talk about over communicating and under communicating on last week's no. podcast? No. And hit it, please. I'm already. I just generally think people under communicate. I agree. And they don't realize it because it's kind of like, what's an analogy I could give where you feel like you're doing a lot of something, but actually you're just doing like a normal amount. Like for example, when I'm dancing, okay, I'm learning salsa and bachata and okay. I feel like I'm doing the moves. I feel like I'm like swaying my hips. I feel like I'm being really kind of <laughs> sultry and I'm like, this is out of my comfort zone. 
And then if I see myself in a mirror, I'm like, you know, you actually have to really exaggerate even more than I feel is at all normal to do. And it's kind of like that. I think when it comes oh, that's to communicating. So illustrative. I love work. that. Yeah. Whether it's your wins or just other things that are going on. Status. Anything. Like yeah. Anything. I was talking to someone about, um, like my own sales pitch this week. And I'm always surprised how often I have to reiterate myself when I'm talking to like my mother about it. I'm like, no, 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 this, know what you this do. is what I do. No, she knows. <laughs> and she knows. And that's the point, right? You know? Yeah. So I agree. I think people so deeply under communicate and a lot of these tensions would be resolved if we all kind of like put our pride in our pocket and over communicated a bit more. It's not, it's What's like, the worst someone's going to say? You already said this to me twice. They're okay, not. And then they're I already not. Said this to and they're not. Because yeah. they're not going to know. It's like, and, and I think what's the rule of thumb in marketing? It's like someone has to see your message some double digit number of times before they even remember it. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure there's some data Something on that. Brutal. Yeah. Yeah. It's pe like people learn through repetition. I guarantee like a busy person is not taking in one sentence you said one time and cherishing it. Yeah. <laughs> As fast, no. right? They're, they're going to forget. So, no. yeah. Okay. Just a reminder. So. Here's how this, here's how this played out for our lovely question asker. Should we give people na fake names? Maybe we'll do that next time. Mm. Um, we would love, actually, Rachel, can you recap the, the first things you said? <laughs> I don't know. Let's try. <laughs> Let's see if I can. This is a long conversation. <laughs> the, the first thing I called out was context, right? There are certain contexts yeah. in which it's really, really appropriate to give the credit to your team. It's not relevant for everyone to know the details. doesn't matter. It brings it gives a united front yeah. other contexts, like dealing with your direct manager, the person with, you know, who has sway over your current company. It's a totally different game where actually it's part of your responsibility to present accurately the work that you're doing so that they can evaluate and support you as your yeah. manager. Yeah. The other thing I really want to point out was the neutral fact, right? What you did, it, it's not self-promotion. It's just what you did and accomplished. It is a fact. It's totally yeah. neutral. And the third thing I landed on was just oftentimes people who have this style of leadership are nice people who, by giving all the credit to the team all the time, are remaining in their comfort zone because it's easy. It's a personality strategy that they've adapted, and it makes them feel nice or helpful. And if you're doing that and you're in a leadership position, you're missing an opportunity for growth. Oh, perfect. All right. Well, we're excited to have this person listen and see if this is helpful. <laughs> Give us some feedback. <laughs> Write us a review. <laughs> Write us a review. Only a nice one. We can't afford Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're taking reviews four stars and up right now. Anything else? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> save it for six months from now. <laughs> All right, Rachel. I will talk to you later. All right. Thanks, thanks everyone. Fun. Bye. Bye. Bye.